Can we expect any big moves by Brian McClellan before the start of the season? Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen of the day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. And the best way that you guys can help the show is to head on over to YouTube, type in LockedOnCapitals, and hit that subscribe button button. In today's episode of Locked On Capitals, we will talk about Edmondson, a player that the Capitals signed during a free agency, ultimately a rugged value-priced defenseman that ultimately the Capitals should view as a depth player. And then later in the show, we will talk about Max Pacioretty. Uh, is he going to be able to live up to expectation? Six times he has scored 30 goals. Does he still have that within him? And then what areas are the Caps looking to improve on before the start of the season? And that is where we will start. And first of all, it's great to be back with you guys in the studio. Uh, I was on vacation last week, and it's good to get back talking to you guys in this environment. And uh, the big moves from the Capitals, or the lack thereof, I guess, was that they signed Max Pacioretty. Yeah, a guy that, like I said, scored 30 goals six times in his career, but he has been plagued with injuries uh, the last couple seasons. He's had those Achilles issues, and then they signed Edmondson. What kind of player is he ultimately going to be? Uh, the big thing for me about that is that that uh, the Habs, the Montreal Canadiens, are going to retain 50% of his salary. We'll talk about all of that a little bit later, but just talking about the moves now. Uh, between now and the start of the season, if the season were to start today, right now, what position would the Capitals be in going forward? Would they be contenders in the Metro division, considering the moves that they made or the lack thereof? Is it enough for them to contend uh, I think that Max Pacioretty is a good player on paper, but will he live up to potential? Uh, is Edmondson going to be enough to help the Caps blue line? Um, and what other big moves are we going to expect? And that is kind of, you know, the talk out there is what are the Capitals going to do? Why didn't they do something more? Uh, I hear a lot of chatter out there about uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov and why they didn't move him. And uh, my thought on it is, is that I think that the Capitals need to kind of pump the breaks a little bit when it comes to Kuznetsov. Uh, if you are a longtime Caps fan, and if you're an everydayer of the show, you know that we talked about that for the longest time, the Capitals were looking for a really great second-line center. And it was the belief that they finally got that center in Evgeny Kuznetsov. And then he came here, and he had some hot seasons, he had some cold seasons, and then we heard rumors that he wanted out of D.C., and everyone is ready to show him the door. Is that the right approach to take? I think that, you know, it's an easy knee-jerk reaction to say the Capitals didn't get the result that they were looking for. They didn't make it to the playoffs for the first time in quite some time. We just need to take the whole team and throw it in the recycle bin and start all over again, except for Alex Ovechkin. 
I don't think that's the right idea. I think that the Capitals, unless they are going to get an upgrade for Kuznetsov, they would be best served to hold on to him. And why do I say that? Just a couple seasons ago, he was in the top three in goals in the, for the Capitals. It was Ovechkin, Wilson, and, and Kuznetsov. And then subsequently, he had a bit of a dip this last season, right? And then, you know, you heard talk of him saying, you know, I could be the greatest player in the NHL if I wanted to be. I just didn't want to put in the work. So he is a quirky uh, guy, suffice it to say. But I'm willing to look past that quirkiness if he can score goals on a consistent basis. Because there are a lot of question marks on this team. Nick Backstrom, what kind of Nick Backstrom are we going to get? Uh, he had that hip resurfacing procedure and he had a dip in production. TJ Oshie is getting a bit older, injury prone. Um, so this team that wanted to get younger and get faster actually got older, if you can believe that, by signing Max Pacioretty. And we'll talk about Pacioretty a little bit later in the show. But um, I hope that there are some big moves available because I think the biggest thing that is holding the Capitals back is they are uptight against the salary cap. And because they signed Martin Farivari to that new three-year deal, they only have $99,000 of cap space. That is not enough to sign a top six forward. So it would stand to reason that the Capitals are most likely going to have to move a player out to move a player in. The other caveat there would be is that if Nick Backstrom went on long-term injured reserve, is that a possibility? Um, I don't know if that's going to serve the Capitals the best in the you know long-term plans, but that is one possibility. Um, it's just a tough position that they're in right now because they don't have a lot of flexibility. Uh, there was talk that Kuznetsov was going to go to the Predators uh, because there was a relationship between Kuznetsov and Barry Trotz, now the GM of the Predators, and that uh, Kuznetsov played really well under Barry Trotz. And there was talk that a potential Duchesne uh, Kuznetsov trade, as we know, that wasn't the case because uh, Duchesne was bought out uh, by the Predators and now is a Dallas star. So that is not going to happen. So cross that one off the list. Who is going to be that big player that is going to take the Capitals over the top? One of those things that's going to kind of throw you back in your seat and go, this is what I'm talking about. Kind of a move that I'm talking about similar to when the Capitals signed Darcy Kemper. You know, uh, if you remember the year before, everyone, Caps fans, myself included, were so upset with the outcome between Sam Sonoff and Vanacek and their inconsistency that, uh, you know, Brian McClellan said, enough of both of you, I've seen enough. And uh, subsequently, they both weren't given qualifying offers. And who came in? We got Kemper and Lindgren. And there was a feeling of security that at least the net is covered, right? That we got that position all locked down. And now the inconsistency that's coming in now is, are the Capitals going to be good enough with what they have out there. It is per, pretty much the same exact team, you know, minus Connor Sherry and and Matt Irwin and in those kind of players. Is that going to 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 change this team enough to be competitive? So one of the more intriguing things that's being spoke about out there uh, and this emanates from Elliot Friedman's 32 Thoughts podcast. The Capitals are looking for a player like Alex DeBrinket and I know what everyone's saying, every team in the NHL is being linked to Alex Dabrinkit. Is there the possibility that Brian McClellan could lean back and throw a Hail Mary pass and that Dabrinkit could catch it and he could be a Washington Capitol? I don't know. It is an intriguing thought who is currently being shopped by the Ottawa, Ottawa Senators 
to add to the first two forward lines. What is one of the things that Brian McClellan said is he wanted to address the top six when he was questioned, you know, more pinpoint, do you want to address the centers or the wings? He said, I want to address all of them. Would Alex DeBrinket be the guy to help save the Capitals? I think it would be definitely be putting the Capitals in the right direction. We'll see what else Washington tries here, Friedman says, but they are looking to make a hockey trade in their top six, Friedman said. I mentioned DeBrinket, but I think that's the kind of player that they've looked at. And I think that Brian McClellan has kicked the tires. I think that uh, DeBrinket and his um, agent are probably, you know, tough characters to deal with. Um, otherwise, I think he would have been scooped up already. DeBrinket's new contract will carry in an AAV north of $9 million, And that's not necessarily affordable for the Caps, who have just 888000 is the most current one there, left to work with, and 19 roster players on board. And that's not including the Hershey Bears expected to make the jump this coming season. So, you know, we're talking about, you know, Connor McMichael potentially on this team and whatever other players. And uh, it is it is a tough uh, situation. Still, that's the type of player that Mac wants, a goal scorer who can change the look on the top two lines and add flair to the power play. And that's what the hope is for Max Pacioretty. Again, we'll talk about in the next segment, depending on if he can remain healthy, but having another piece may be ideal as well. We got to find a way to score more goals. McClellan put it simply, uh, this was in the hockey news, and they do need to find a way to score more goals um, because it was Alex Ovechkin who carried the bulk of the mail. As we know, Tom Wilson missed a good chunk of the season because of a knee injury. He suffered the season before in the playoffs. And you know that uh, Mick, uh, Nick Backstrom missed a bunch of time because of a hip resurfacing and John Carlson who took a, a, a puck off the melon there. So it was a tough position for the Capitals. And that's my belief. It is even if all these players come back, you know, say we have Wilson and Backstrom and Carlson and they're all here right now. My reaction as I record this in July, maybe a wild card team, they need something bigger. They need someone bigger. Uh, someone like an Alex DeBrinkett, that is what I'm talking about. Um, is it going to be possible uh, for the Capitals to land someone like that? Like I talked about, Kuzi and Mantha are the biggest trade ships that Washington has in its arsenal. Mac has reported chopped both, and shipping them out would open up some cap space. Kuzi carries an AAV of 7.8 mil for the next two years, while Mantha has a cap hit of 5.7 mil for one more year. Um, but like I've talked about in the show, and you're an everyday, or you know what I've talked about is uh, that everyone else can see the back of Kuzi's hockey card. They can see the back of Mantha's hockey card. They know their issues. They know that one is hot and cold. They know that one player didn't live up to potential. It's not like these GMs are going into these situations with blinders on. They get it. Uh, so the Capitals, I think, ultimately are going to have to hope that they get lucky to a certain extent. Um, that's what it's going to boil down to. Um, it's just, is the right player going to be available to the Caps? And Brian McClellan, I am really hoping that he can pull a rabbit out of his hat between now and the start of next season. All right, so coming up here, we will talk about Max Pacioretty, a guy six times in his career has scored 30 goals. Can he do something like that again? We'll talk about that straight ahead. Take the first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just to bet 20 bucks 
and that'll land you $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to be get the first home run, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on the MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube. I have a lot of great guests lined up for you this summer, not to mention I'm going to break down all the players that the Capitals drafted and all the potential movement around this team. So make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals today. All right, in this next segment here, we are going to talk about Max Patch Ready. I was listening to Free Agency on NHL Network Radio on my way down to vacation, and I heard about Max Patch Ready. And I thought to myself, man, if this was Max Patch Ready from you know a few years ago, I would be hyped. I would be stoked. Kids don't really say stoked anymore. But anyway, I just said it, and I think that you know it would have been a bigger move. But what is one of the things that I know about Max Pacioretty is the last two seasons he had issues with his Achilles and missed a substantial amount of time. What the Capitals are, are holding on to is the fact that he scored 30 goals six times in his career. Can he relive his glory days and do that again? I think if even he could score 20 goals, that would be in the right direction. Does he have it within him? The toughest part about Max Patch Ready for me, there's a couple things, but one of them is, is his Achilles issues, right? And number two, he is not going to be ready to help this team at the start of the season. Everything that I've heard is he will not be available until October or November. We need boots on the ground, a guy that's ready to help this team day one, and it's not going to be Max Patch ready. It is unfortunate, but I think that you know the Capitals were, you know, kind of hoping for the best with Max Patch ready because there weren't a lot of options. They got him on the cheap, two million dollars plus. He makes two million more um, uh, in incentives, so that is what they're hoping for. One day after signing Patch ready and trading Joel for Joel Edmondson, the Capitals GM Brian McClellan made this much clear: finding players that could be shoehorned into a tight salary cap was a major consideration. Patch Ready inked a one-year deal that includes $2 million in salary and $2 million in games played bonuses that, if achieved, figured to count against the following season's cap, which should be higher. That is the prayer. That is the hope uh, that there is more flexibility in years to come. But I like that. $2 million in incentives if he, pl- if he plays enough games. If he's going to get paid $2 million regardless. But if he meets all of his marks... He will get paid an additional $2 million. I think it, it's worth it, but he's got to be willing to do it. That was appealing to us because we got him at $2 million a cap instead of a higher cap hit, which he we might not have been able to afford, Max said, of the veteran winger. We have to find ways to score goals, and that's what he does. Beyond the injury, he's probably better than he was. We're excited to get him healthy in our lineup. And of course, all the, the Caps medical staff, they talked uh, with his trainer and all the, the coaching staff of his previous team. And they said that he's trending in the right direction. 
Um, but you know what? Again, can we get the max patch ready of old? If we can get max patch ready that can score 30 goals, then I think that uh, GM Brian McClellan hit a home run. That is for sure. Mac and from the patch ready who turns 35 in November will miss the start of the season while recovering from a twice torn right Achilles tendon, but he added the Caps medical staff has gained a comfort level with Pacioretty's prognosis after conferring with the surgeon who performed the most recent repair. We got background on the history of what went on with his injury. Max said there's still some risk, but we have a comfort level that it will probably work out. Listen, I know that this isn't ideal, but if he didn't have those Achilles issues, there's no way the Caps would have got him at $2 million, potentially $4 million. A six times, uh, a guy that scored 30 goals six times in his career would have fetched a lot more money, far more than the Capitals could have afforded. We're not going to put a timeline on him, Max said. Uh, they just want to take it easy. They don't want to force him into anything, and I think that's the right idea. Obviously, we would love to have him in game one of the season. But if he's not available, the Caps have got to be patient. Uh, Patch Ready's contract includes the following bonuses per cap friendly. 1 million for 10 games, uh, excuse me, 1 million for 10 games played, 500,000 for 15 games played, and at 500,000 for 20 games played. So it is in Max's best interest to play as many games as he possibly can. Because Patrick spent more than 100 days on the injured reserve last season, he has played in more than 400 NHL games and inked a one-year deal. He was eligible to sign a contract with performance incentives. Cap Friendly also says Patrick's deal includes a no-movement clause, which he hinted was a factor in his decision to sign with DC. The Caps will be the father of uh, five's third team in three years, this in the athletic. So, I like the move overall. Uh, again, you know, there's I have reservations about it. It's not a perfect thing, but if you kind of paid attention to free agency in general, um, you realize that there weren't a lot of big moves. There were some big moves. There were not a lot of big moves just because of the cap. Uh, again, there's supposed to be some more flexibility next year, so hopefully the caps can have some more uh, flexibility in regards to that. Patch Ready initially ruptured his Achilles last August while training in uh, preparation uh, to join Carolina. The left shot winger returned in January and then promptly suffered the same injury after scoring three goals in five games for the Hurricanes. And a lot of times those injuries, they're more prone to being injured again. And again, it's a risk. But again, like I said earlier, uh, to reiterate here, the reason they're getting him at $2 million, $4 million total if he lives up to incentives is because of his injury. You know, it's like a used car. You know, that used car, if it didn't need a new transmission, would be worth a lot more money. Same thing goes for Max Patch Ready. If he didn't have those Achilles issues, there's no chance the Caps would have been able to afford him because he had those Achilles issues. That is why the Caps were able to close in on him. It's tough to talk about, Patch Ready said. Asked if he identified what missteps may have been made in the rehab process. We know that information. One thing I do want to focus on is moving forward and making sure it doesn't happen again. So I want to be positive and think about the future. I kind of want to focus on that specifically. And uh, when I was watching the presser on that, they were kind of pressing him on the injury and he didn't want to talk about it. He didn't want to divulge what was behind the injury. He said, listen, I'm focusing on the future. And I think that is the proper approach to take. I don't think you need to tell all the press how you suffered this injury. Um, not only that, because you're letting everyone else in the NHL know what your weaknesses are. So I don't really fault him with that. I think that he is taking the proper approach 
uh, to concentrating on the future. So I do think that, uh, you know, that's, that's all that we can hope for is that he can stay healthy um, and hope that he, you know, there's the possibility that he can play a good chunk of the season. And my goal for him is even if he can score 20 or 25 goals, that was well worth it. And uh, I think it was a worthwhile thing for GM Brian McClellan to do. All right. So coming up here, Brian McClellan was not done yet. He also made another move on the blue line. We'll talk about that straight ahead. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the Caps also made a big move uh, to help solidify the blue line by signing Joel Edmondson to a contract. But the big thing I like about this deal is there is 50% of his salary is retained by the Habs, the Montreal Canadiens. So they got a good rugged defenseman is what we're hearing about him. And uh, a, a good depth piece. I think that he will actually play, you know, be in the active lineup in the start of the season. When I say depth, I mean, I think it gives uh, the Capitals a bit more flexibility. If you remember all the injuries that the Caps faced uh, last season on the blue line, John Carlson and, and all the other players that, that missed, I mean, pretty much the entire Caps lineup at one point was injured or dinged up at one time. And the Caps blue line took it pretty hard. Um, so to have uh, to have someone like Edmondson come here and add some stability, add a little bit of grit to his game, I like the move. And the biggest part I like about it, of course, like I said, is that uh, Montreal retains fifty percent of his salary. As for Edmondson, the six foot five, two hundred and twenty one pound vet figures to add some ruggedness to a Caps blue line at times last season could have used it. Remember all of those tip goals they surrendered. They hope is that Edmondson can help some in that area while also anchoring the penalty kill. Last season, his 319 of shorthanded ice time per game ranked second among all NHL defensemen. Assuming no other changes are made on defense, the Caps uh, could be a real force to be reckoned with on the blue line, as you know. Uh, Martin Farivari got that three-year extension. So I do think that the Caps, at least the blue line, is looking pretty stable. They also made the addition of Rasmus Sandin, as you guys remember, uh, during the trade deadline. So, again, that is how I'm looking at it, is that um, it, it's just going to add, give them some more flexibility. I think that he will be in the regular lineup. Uh, the difficult part for me is I thought that next season was going to be the season for Alexiev, as it turns out, he will most likely be the seventh defenseman. I hate those scenarios because he's not going to work on his game up in the press box. Um, so it, it is unfortunate for someone like Alexiev. I mean, stranger things have happened. We'll see what happens during training camp. Maybe he will, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> Alexiev, that is, rise up to the challenge and, and work his way in there. Edmondson missed swaths of the past two seasons with lower back issues, but Max said the Caps are confident the 30-year-old has put those problems in the past. And we're hoping for that as well. We checked it out with Montreal trainers with exactly what his issue was. He played the last 20 games healthy, so we had a good comfort level with where he's at. He said Max at Edmonton's fit will be determined in training camp preseason He'll get a shot to play with different guys and see who has chemistry, and then we'll go from there. Mac indicated the team is probably done signing new free agents uh, for now. So unless something else big happens, I think that you know something that's going to happen here is that there's going to be a trade at some point. 
who is going to be involved in that trade. I don't know. I've kind of listed, you know, the players that I thought could be, you know, tradable. Uh, I don't think that Brian McClellan has some of those same ideas. I think that the only real players he's willing to entertain are Kuzi uh, and Anthony Mantha. But I ultimately think that Brian McClellan should widen the lens and, you know, expose, expose more people to that, you know, potential fate. You know, I think that, you know, if they got a good deal for Oshie or Backstrom, and I know I'm going to hear a lot of heat for that. We need this team to be better, and you're dealing with an aging core, a team that just got older by adding Max Pacioretty to the lineup. Um, I think that they need to 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 shake up the snow globe a little bit and, and, and improve this team. I give, you know, like I said, I give Ross Mahoney and the Scouts A plus marks for futures, uh, what they did and who they signed, that kind of thing during during the draft. But they also need to address the here and the now. How is this team going to be competitive this next season? Not when Ovi hangs up the skates three years from now. Next season, I want this team in the playoffs. I don't want, and you know, it just seems to me that there's not this urgency to get this team in the right direction. You know, I think that, you know, Brian McClellan should look at it is that I'm going to really need to be aggressive, whatever that means to get this team competitive. I don't know if he's being handcuffed by a certain, you know, person that's saying you can't move this guy or you can't move that guy. Um, but I think that the Capitals need to widen the leads uh, a little bit as far as trying to improve this team. There was one other move that was uh, on, or there's more than one move, but the other big move that I heard, uh, this was from Jeff Merrick. Uh, one of the ones that kind of went under the radar is Matthew Phillips. The cap signed Matthew Phillips to a one-year, one-way deal worth $775,000. The former Calgary Flame has yet to break out at the NHL, but his stats and overall ability in the American Hockey League have shown he's one step away from cracking the NHL roster and staying there. While the Caps needed depth going into this offseason, they have added a really strong forward in Phillips who has a chance to take a bottom six spot away from someone right out of training camp. And this is one that flew under my radar as well. I, I listened to a lot of podcasts and stuff doing this show, and Jeff Merrick was saying, wow, what a steal for the Capitals. You know, I think the Calgary Flames are going to be kicking themselves that they didn't give him more of an opportunity so my ears perked up. You know, I revere Jeff Merrick and, and uh, Elliot Freeman as, you know, two guys that are really plugged into the NHL. So I investigated a little bit more. A solid signing. I think a really good job. Uh, this piece was here in the Hockey Writers. Listed at five foot eight, 165 pounds. Phillips is a right-shot centerman from Calgary, Alberta. His offensive-minded player that has a sound defensive game and has dominated at the AHL level during the last few seasons, putting up more than a point per game in each of his last two seasons with the Stockton Heat Calgary Wranglers. Uh, so a, a really solid pickup, I got to think of, you know, for the Caps. Phillips was selected in the sixth round of the 2016 NHL entry draft by the Flames at 166th overall, following an impressive showing with the Western Hockey League with the Victoria Royals. He became known to scouts as a speedy and offensive powerhouse that could find the back of the net and create opportunities for himself and his teammates in his draft year. He scored 37 goals and added 39 assists for 76 points through 72 games. Games, ending the season fourth on the Royals in points and second in goals. So a sleeper move that I have not heard a lot of the Caps insiders talk about. Again, I was, you know, it's one of the moves, you hear a lot of moves during free agency, you know, the small player, you know, unless it's a big name or, you know, you're totally plugged in, sometimes they kind of just glaze over you a little bit. But 
again, I was listening to the Jeff Merrick podcast and he was talking about what a steal by the Capitals. And I'm like, well, I, I'm going to have to look into this guy a little bit more. As it turns out, it does seem like it was a solid signing. Uh, so, you know, all things considered, I think, you know, I'm just going to wrap the show up by saying I think the Capitals did what they could do in that time frame. You know, there is still some time between now and the start of the season. Everything that I hear is, you know, there's movement in July. Everyone goes to their cabin or their cottage if you're from Canada in August, and then it will resume again in September. So don't expect any big moves in the month of August. Everyone is getting their rest in before the start of the season. And then that's when some big moves might happen. That could be the time that you see Mantha move out, Kuznetsov, excuse me, Kuznetsov move out if that happens. Uh, but I do think they need something more, a bigger splash. They did what they could do. Patch ready sound, $2 million, $4 million potentially total. Uh, Edmondson, 50% salary retention. Um, so I do think it's it, it was a good free agency. Um, I just think they need a little bit more. Uh, again, the Matthew Phillips thing. I think they need someone like a Debrinket. Maybe not Debrinket. I don't know if it's possible. I hear that he's kind of a difficult person to deal with, you know, as far as his agent and the guy himself. Uh, so I don't know if it'll be a perfect fit, but... That's what we're hoping for, Caps fans. A big thing that's going to, you know, when you're listening to this podcast or you're on your Twitter feed, it's going to throw you back in your seat and go, yes, this is the kind of motivation. This is going to be the things that's going to make the Capitals great again. That's what I'm hoping for is a guy that covers this team and does his podcast for you is to be one of the first to tell you about a really big move that the Caps made. I hope it happens because if we go into the start of the season as is, I'm going to have some questions, and as Caps fans, you probably have some questions as well. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. And are you a fan of other D.C. sports? Well, Locked On has got you covered. We got Locked On Nationals with baseball in full swing. Check that out. We also got Locked On Commanders and Wizards. So no matter what major D.C. sport there is, Locked On has got you covered. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.